This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Schamburg Community Church. Listen and be blessed. Lives and germinate seeds in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's be seated. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you in this wonderful and glorious rainy day. Um, I believe is that for you to have made it through the rain, then definitely God has something in store for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, I saw during that presentation, for some that don't understand the other form of English they were speaking, is something we call pigeon English, Ebonics, but just with a different flavor. So, good job, uh, technical team. Today, if you need some training, I can help you with that. Uh, that that's, that's, not a, that's not a problem. Well, as Pastor said, we're going to be talking about rejection. You know, when he said um, we'll be talking about rejection, I was like, that seems very broad. How, how do you pin down rejection? But the more you now start to look at it and it's like, wow, one way or the other in life, we've all encountered rejection. Who hasn't been rejected before? That's what I thought. And as we look through life, we'll look through a story of a man called David. This was a man that even as I was reading, you know, certain things were jumping at me like, this was a man that, uh, do anybody ever heard about David's mother? Except he made references to how either his mother abandoned him in Psalm 51, but there was no reference about the mother. It was just more about Jesse, the father. And I looked, I'm like, hold up, how come what was missing in that story? Was he rejected by the mother? Or was it just his story of how his life became? So we're going to look at different aspects of David. And then we're going to touch how does rejection, how does it affect you? What spirit, what fruit can rejection breathe? Because, brethren, if you are rejected, different things start to brew within you. And if you don't handle that fruit, it could become an issue. And then we're going to talk about what are the things, how do we overcome it? Amen? As we go through the word this morning, we will start with 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. So in the book of 1 Samuel 16, verse 1, I guess I will be my technical. So the Bible says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your own with all and go. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. So here's a setup of the story of when David came to the story in the Bible, of when we started hearing about David, right? God, the Lord had rejected Saul, and he had now moved on to David. So if we now fast forward to verse 10, and in verse 10 it says, Then Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen this. And Samuel said to Jesus, 
are all the young men here? Then he said, Ah, there remains the year the youngest and somewhere in the bush. And there he's keeping the sheep. I'm going to pause there. They said, present all your sons. All your sons, right? Present all your children. But for some odd reason, David was excluded. Why? How many parents here, when a man of God comes to your house to say, where are all your children? What do you do? You push everybody out because you have no idea even what this man of God is. If he's a respected man of God, if that Gio comes in and says, where are all your children? What would you do? You will pick out everybody. But guess what? Because he was the youngest and he was tending to the ship, the father, the father did not see him as a king. How do you see your children? So the man had a rejection because for him not to have been considered, why? Why was he excluded? Why? But then, the next verse says, and Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. So he sent and brought him, and now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of all, anointed him in the midst of his brothers. The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. They did not find it worthy that the last born could be the main one. Why? Why was he a reject? Why did they not think he's the one that he's supposed to be? So there's definitely certain things in the Bible that we may not get to today, but there was some foundation of why they didn't see David to be worthy to be the king. Now, if it was David or somebody else, the question is, is what does rejection do to you? How does it affect you? So if it was any of your children or your parents, they called you, give, come all the children with five or six of you. But they didn't call you. Or they're making decisions in your family. But they didn't see it fit to call you. Or even to come to say, guess what? Somebody's happening. Because you know in the culture of where we come from, for example, let's say they want to make important decisions. Somebody passed away. They'll be like, we can't make a decision until we call so, so, so. But what happens if you are bypassed? That they just didn't see it dim like, what will they do? What, what is he? If someone looks at you and tells you that, why should I call you? What value do you have for me? I decided to make the decision. That is rejection. At your place of work, you're the boss, but they're talking to your junior staff. Because they say you don't really have any value to add. That is rejection. Even in the house of the Lord, you think you've done so much. But for some odd reason, they over overlook you. And you said, guess what? I don't really think they like me in this church. That is also rejection. To you, it may be rejection. To somebody else, they may be overlooking. But how would you handle that? Amen? If you've been doing something and I tell you, you say, let's do, let's put an idea together. And I tell you, you know what? 
I really don't need you. How do you handle that? So the first thing I'll say is, how does rejection affect us? Rejection affects the person that you are. If anybody rejects you, it would, your demeanor, your self-esteem, everything will be affected if you are rejected. Because you ask questions. A lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are going through things. Why? Because someone says something to them that is affecting their inner mind. It can, rejection can either build you or it can really derail you. The words that have been spoken out to some people, the way it affects them, it affects their what? Their very being. When Jacob wanted to marry Rachel, who did he get? First, he got Leah. Did he like Leah? If we go to, I think it's Jacob uh, 29, Genesis 29, verse 31. The Bible says that, can we show Genesis 29, 31? Okay. So Genesis 29, verse 31, it says that, uh, so, the Bible says that when Genesis 29, verse 31, when the Lord saw that Leah was on love, he did what? He opened her womb. Now, the husband in the house could not stand Leah. That wasn't his desire. But that affected her. How would you imagine if you're living in a home that you're not loved by your husband or the wife? It could be either or. You cook for the wife, husband, he said he doesn't like your food. How would you handle that? Jacob, definitely, he didn't like Leah. But one thing that happened was Leah was not rejected, nor was he abandoned. Amen? What did God do? God opened the womb. So my first thing to you today is like, even if anyone is talking something to you, be rest assured one thing, you will not be abandoned in the mighty name of Jesus. No matter what they say, God does not want to feel you rejected. He does not want you to feel you that he doesn't desire you. In Ephesians 3.19, he says, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Brethren, even if hard rejection affects you, it will affect your inner mind. But one thing I want you to know, just like God did not forget Leah, our almighty God will not forget you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, also the worst, next thing that I can say is, out of everything we're talking about guarding our hearts, I think fear, you're just afraid to do something. There may not be an effect. But rejection is bigger than fear. I'm very sure that people in here, that words have been said to you that's either propelling you or is pissing you off. Here you hear somebody saying, oh, well, my dad was never there. My mom was never there. They never liked me. So that is why I start shooting up people. And you try to rationalize it. But you know what? You were not in their shoes. You don't know. Some of us will say, yeah, what's the big deal? You were abandoned, so get it together. But guess what? 
that rejection affected the inner being that he is. If it was someone that had fear, they wouldn't have been able to pick up a gun to go and shoot somebody. But what it does is, lots of people are struggling through rejections. But one thing is that gladness I would affect you. The Lord has created you to be an overcomer. Amen? The Lord has created you to be an overcomer. So rejection can, in fact, affect who you are. Or it has a way of destroying the life that you can rely on. What are the fruits of rejection? There are many fruits of rejection. The first one could be envy, jealousy, and hate. It can be bought from rejection. When Saul and David were coming, when did Saul reject David? It was when they praised him that Saul killed what? And then David killed. And then the next time the man was singing, he wanted to throw something to kill him. The envy and jealousy brought rejection. Saul was envious of Samuel. He was envious of David, right? Because he felt, if me, the king, I'm not being praised. How is this guy that is nobody is being praised? That is one of the fruits of rejection. In each and every one of us, let us be very careful. Are you envious of people? Are you jealous of people? It's a very slippy slide. It's a very thin line when you are envious or jealous of people. Samuel, I mean, Saul was very happy for David. But the next moment he had a song, he was ready to kill him. And he rejected him there. So envy, jealousy can bring relation. Then even rebellion, rebellion in the children can also brought rejection. What does that mean? When Agar was said to be kicked out of the house, because he was kicked out, in Genesis verse uh, 21, Sarah said, uh, in Genesis 21 verse 10, he said, Sarah said to Abraham, get rid of that slave woman. Get rid of her son. That woman will never have a share of the family's property. All belongs to my son, Isaac. What did she do? It was at that time that the rebellion can start. Sarah started rebelling. That guess what? It is time to get this out. This kid has to go. Because she saw them playing. And what was happening? Um, Ishmael was making fun of Isaac. And the mother said, you know what? This boy has to go. He will not share in our property. Rebellion is also one of the fruits of uh, rejection. So, not only can it be a fruit of rejection, but also even in our children, in people around us, when people start rebelling, even for husbands and for wives, when folks start rebelling, either the wife start rebelling, the husband start rebelling, what is the cause of that rejection? Amen? That's a fruit. Now we'll go to how do you overcome rejection? And this is where I'll probably just spend more time. How do you overcome rejection? The first thing I'll overcome rejection is do you know who you are? If I want to title this, I will title it, do you know who you are? Who, who do you listen to? 
The Bible says you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Who are you? Who, 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 who talks to you? Who tells you what you need to be? The world has classified you as a loser. Are you a loser? They've said because you don't have immigration that you can't do anything. Is that the end of the world? You think God is saying that I will make your tomorrow better, but you are looking at your today and you say your tomorrow will not be better. Who are you listening to? So my first question is, who are you? What is your source of your identity? Is it only your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your partner? Is it your boss? Who is the source of your identity? If you know who you are, then you will be able to know how to step forward. You'll be able to know that you have someone that will never fail you. You'll be able to know that you have someone that has already redeemed himself for your future. Brethren, who are you? If we go to 1 Samuel uh, 17, verse 28, please help me show that right quick. In this story, you will see the part David, when he went to meet his brothers, David knew who he was. Because his brother told him, like, here you come again. Okay, if we read verse, it says, Now Eliab, his older brother, had when he spoke to the man. And Eliab's anger was arose against David and said, Why did you come down here? What are you doing here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. Let us go to the next verse. 29. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Next one. Next, next one. And the Bible says, Then he turned from him towards another and said the same thing. What was the, what was the prelude of the Bible verse here is, David was talking and asking the people because Goliath was there. He was threatening everybody. But David got there and the brother told him, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And what did he tell him? What is it again? And the Bible says, then he turns toward another. He said, mind your business. As I was saying, and he moved on. Who are you? David knew who he was. He was not discouraged by his brother. He challenged his brother. So every day this week, going forward, I want you to ask the question, what do you base your life on? Do you base your life on the word of God? Or do you base your life on people talking about you? People will talk about you. People will abuse you. People will say anything against you. But it doesn't diminish you. And believe you me, you watch all this thing on TV and everything, that this is racial discrimination. It's not new. We've been fighting racial discrimination for more than 100 years. But did that stop Martin Luther King? It did not stop him. He kept on marching forward. Even Barack Obama that just became left as president. Who would have imagined that a, white man, a black man would become president? With an African father. What are, what are the odds? Who are you? Where's your identity? If you don't know your identity, get back to the word. Get back to your source. The one that has made and created you for perfection. That has said you are a royal priesthood. Ask that question. Who am I? What's my identity based on? Hebrews 13.5 
also assures you. He says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with choices as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor what? This is the Bible. It is the New Testament. You don't tell me it's the Old Testament, so maybe it doesn't apply. It is the New Testament. The word of God applies. Sort out who you are. The next thing we'll look at is rejection may be the catalyst to your next level. Rejection may be the catalyst to your next level. Jesus Christ, he was rejected in his home. He said a prophet will not, does not have one in his own home, right? At the cross, when he was bearing our sin, didn't his father abandon him? He asked God, why art thou forsaking me? He felt forsaken. But guess what? He had to be forsaken so that he could die for our sin. Rejection sets you to the next level. Rejection made me determined to get a degree in computer science. When I got to start school here, I've never done anything programming to my first junior year, my junior year in college. And I started with C++. Oh, I failed it. Oh, I failed it. It was gibberish. I was good with math. I was good with physics, chemistry, yes. But this core thing around writing program just didn't make sense. Oh, I went to the professors like, I, I, I need help. I do this. The first one said, you know what? Maybe this is not for you. Okay, I said, maybe he's correct, but let me try somebody else. I tried the next person. said, if you're struggling like this, this should be elementary for you. So if you can't make it, you just can't make it. And I was a bit, dep I was a bit depressed, like, ah, could this be that this is not it for me? Ah, maybe let me start looking at other majors. Then there was about 10 of us. And of, co of course, nothing particular, but we're all of different background from the Caribbeans and different places. About 10 of us, and everybody started dropping. But something within me was like, this man cannot tell me this is it. So I gladly filled the class. But oh, I failed. I had no idea what was going on. But guess what? By that next year, I was so determined to prove to these people that you guys, I came all the way from Africa. You will not tell me what I will do. Because you, are not, you can't determine my future. Brethren, out of 10 of us, three of us graduated well. Not only did we graduate, we had about 10 job offers that was waiting for us by the time we finished. This is the same guy that they said will not be able to do it. Till today, to the glory of God, I am still in that same field. I wish I could go back to those professors and say, bros, your prediction was off. So I'll tell you, and I'm not the only one that rejection has catalyzed them to the next level. Tom and Edison, how much did he try? Multiple times. But the more some rejection is meant to be able to make sure that you don't make that same mistakes again. Walt Disney. Walt Disney just didn't start overnight. Oh, he was rejected. Bill Gates' first company failed. They rejected him. It's a household name now. FedEx, the owner of FedEx, he was a business idea out of business school. Guess what? 
It was rejected. The professor said it won't make sense. Where does your package come from today? Where does all your package come from? The idea that is said would not last. Colonel Sanders. How, Kentucky Fried Chicken is a worldwide name now. They were rejected. But guess what? It was their catalyst to the next level. Rejection, if you handle it and you know who you are, see it as a catalyst to the next level. If someone says you are not good enough, step back. There may be some elements in what they're telling you that you need to fix. Don't fight. Don't get it. Someone says something. Now, it depends. If they say you never amount to nothing, you will tell them, I know the God that I serve. I am doing and made for wonderful and greater things. That's not for me. But if they told you, like, guess what? The way you do certain things, can you think of it this way? Don't see that as a rejection. That's a constructive criticism. And not everybody's going to give you constructive criticism. I'm just saying when people say what? Take a step back. Rationalize it. What are they saying? Is this for me if it's not for me? If it's not for you, you will throw it out to them. Even though they rejected David. The man was at the brink of bringing down Goliath. He was at the brink of becoming a king. He was at the brink of being rewarded. If he had just turned back to what his brother told him, he wouldn't become a king, will he? That rejection was also a catalyst when you look at the life of David that he was able to turn around. As my time is up, and I must, adil- I must stick to time, or else my program departments will fire me or they will get on me. But in conclusion, rejection is a, sig- it's a significant pain to many of us. But I want you to know, as I've said, that regardless in all, Psalm 27 verse 10 says, when my mo- father and my mother forsake me, then who will take you up? If your father and your mother, if they forsake you, if anybody else forsake you, put it to the... That's, but if, if your father and your mother, if they can forsake you, who's going to be there for you? So I want you to think today and just let God be your source. Ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? Who is my identity based on? Secondly, anything that seems like a rejection, think through it. What is there for me? Could this be my catalyst? Not every rejection is bad. You have business ideas as we've listed all these people that have been rejected multiple times. Tyler Perry, we all watch Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry was rejected. For almost eight years, he was homeless. Tyler Perry is a well-known name now. One thing you know is that there's something that you need to know is where's your relationship with God? Because for you to know who you are, you have to be in relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship Let us use this morning to be able to press a reset to say, Father, I need to know who I am. So I want everybody to close our eyes and just dig within us as you ask the question, who are you? But first thing you should think of is, where's my work with God? 
If you think your walk, all eyes closed, your walk with God is not really where it needs to be. Please signify by raising your hand. Just raise your hand. Or you've been dealing with rejection in different levels. Something has happened that is really impacting you. And you want to move forward. Please signify by raising your hand. Anybody? For the pers- people, let's close our eyes. Let's just close our eyes. Father Lord, for your daughter that has raised her hand and your son that have raised their hand. Lord, we commit this unto you that as they've declared publicly that they want to realign their work with you. Father, come and reset their work in the mighty name of Jesus. I say because you've died for this one. They're already redeemed. Any spirit of rejection, we say, Lord, we throw it out of their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And have they raised their hand, Father, touch their hands, touch their hearts, touch their life. That, Lord, anything that, that, that thinks or seems like rejection, it will never be their portion, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you've taught us regarding rejection. We say for each and every one of us here, as we journey through life, when rejection comes, Father, stand behind us in the mighty name of Jesus. I say, Lord, whenever any form of rejection, we will look upon you and we will not look upon no man in the mighty name of Jesus. Our identity will not be lost in the mighty name of Jesus. That, Lord, when issues of life come, you will constantly Remind us, the child, the son, the daughter of who we are. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let us appreciate our king. Let us give him all the praise. Let us give him all the glory. Let us just appreciate the one that is worthy to be praised. It's time to collect our tithes and our offering. Um... Let's prove that we... We hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information, contact Shamrock Community Church, 927 N. Plum Grove Road, Shamrock, Illinois. Or you can check us out on www.shamrock.org. Jesus is Lord.